Welcome to another episode of Got Guts, a podcast of the American Journal of Physiology, Gastrointestinal, and Liver Physiology. Joining us today are Editor-in-Chief, Professor Mark Fry, and authors Dr. Ennis Castellari and Dr. Vijay Shaw of the recently published manuscript titled, Stiffness is Associated with Hepatic Stellate Cell Heterogeneity During Liver Fibrosis. So let's talk guts. Over to you, Professor Fry. Thanks, Jamie, and good afternoon. I'm really excited to have you here and delighted to talk to you. The, uh, I think this, this is a terrific paper that you've sent us, and thank you for bringing it to AJPGI. Why don't we start off talking a little bit about the paper just to break the ice. Uh, if you want to maybe give me the elevator pitch for it, so in case we've got any listeners who haven't read the paper yet, tell us a little bit about it so that they get excited and go read it as soon as they're done listening. So uh, the paper is about uh, heterogeneity of stiffness, heterogeneity at the cell level, heterogeneity of the, the, at the organ itself. So we started by looking at uh, heterogeneity of stiffness at micro- microscopic level with MRE. And we saw that uh, not the whole liver was stiff, uh, only parts of it. Then we went at the microscopic level utilizing atomic force uh, microscopy or AFM. And we saw that uh, the regions that were high in extracellular matrix were also high in stiffness, so were uh, stiffness high. The next level was, uh, should we go further into the cells and look what cell populations are there and how do we correlate stiffness with cell physiology? So that's why we um, did single cell RNA sequencing of hepatic stellate cells. And we saw that there are two main subpopulations, as everybody thinks that there are two main cell popula- uh, subpopulations. And one of them, interestingly, interestingly, had high expression of focal adhesion molecules. When we did immuno, immunofluorescence, we saw that these focal adhesion molecules were highly expressed in these highly uh, in these stiff regions. And then we did some functional assays, and we found out that uh, this FHL2, our candidate, uh, was the one that was responsible for this matrix deposition in these high stiff, highly stiff areas in the liver. This was a quite long. <laughs> description of the paper actually oh that's fantastic and, and what what really got you on to this in the first place like what drove your interest in this specific physiology piece of specific corner of liver physiology i guess so i think we are more and more into heterogeneity of everything right now basically of uh, cells of chromatin uh, remodeling of the singles and the single cell uh, technologies are really blooming <laughs> But something that we thought about was how uh, stiffness heterogeneity is linked to this cell heterogeneity. And actually, we we started with looking at the heterogeneity of stiffness in uh, transgenic mice, which didn't turn out very well. And a couple or three years ago, or even more. And then we turned this out into okay, let's look more into heterogeneity, just forget about uh, transgenic and how stiffness is in this transgenic mice, but let, let's take a deep, a deep look at this uh, yeah, heterogeneity of stiffness because nobody has looked at it yet. 
It's amazing what the single cell sequencing revolution has done to our view of all the tissues we study, right? The, we, we really used to think that things were all pretty much the same at the tissue level, and turns out, no, that was completely wrong. So that, it's great. It's another 20 years of work we have to do. So fun. I think that in some organs, we're recognizing heterogeneity more, especially in mm -hmm. response to injuries, yeah. like in the intestines, probably you have an ischemic hit uh, or in the heart with ischemia. But in the liver, we tend to assume everything happens homogeneously through the whole mm -hmm. liver, you know, hepatitis C, hepatitis B. But in fact, the liver is probably like a bunch of tiny little livers inside of that liver. <laughs> and, and I think that that's where Ennis's beautiful work has gone to is mm -hmm. trying to understand how some portions of the liver uh, may be behaving differently. And that mm -hmm. uh, when we think back to the original descriptions of a portal triad and a central lobular region. And um, this is really starting to make that original anatomic designation of liver architecture come into life, especially mm -hmm. in the setting of stiffness, which uh, we know has that amplification loop where as an organ gets stiffer, it, it drives more injury in that organ. Uh, and then in turn, the injury drives more stiffness with that loop mm -hmm. with stellate cells and parenchymal cell injury. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's good. And and I think it's striking a blow for the liver as a interesting organ. I, I have to out whoever wrote the handouts for the histology class I used to teach here at USC. I don't know who it was, so I don't I feel too bad about outing them on this. That uh, one of the first days in year one uh, microanatomy for our students at the med school, they would start by looking at liver sections, and there was always there was a comment on like the second page of the workbook saying. Well, the liver isn't a very interesting organ to look at because it's kind of all the same. And it <laughs> turns out that's just frankly not true. And so that's, I mean, this really sounds paradigm shifting to me in terms of how you think about the organ and its response to injury. So well done. Great. What's next then? If you, if you had to predict where this field is going to go in the next five years, what, what, do you think, what do you think people ought to be looking at? Uh, I think this is just the beginning of these uh, new technologies um, we will see, I will not be surprised that we will see that, that subpopulations are, have even more subpopulations inside, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that in general, the heterogeneity will be taken more seriously with new candidates, uh, because when we find a candidate, we often think that all the cells express it. Uh, but actually, it's not true, as we are seeing right. it. More. So I think it will be, we will have uh, a deeper, a deeper reads, we will have a more, more resolution, and not, not only the single cell technologies, but also, hopefully, uh, the elastography, magnetic, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the MRE that we used. Mm -hmm. so, so I guess uh, this is from my standpoint, mm -hmm. <laughs> and great, uh, great. probably uh, Vijay have, has another idea. Uh, well, I'll just add that uh, we should remember that stiffness is not just a pathophysiologic process that drives injury, but it's also a diagnostic test. Right. And right. so just like you learn in training about tapping on an organ and depending how it sounds, that tells you how stiff it is. And in the ancient eras, that's how uh, people would decide the health of a person. They'd be tapping all over them. And now we still hmm. do that. So, I, but I'm just saying it came from way back in the Greek. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's and, not. It's not new. New technology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so now, really, what we're trying to do with efforts at measuring stiffness by elastography that Ennis alluded mm -hmm. to is to quantify that. And yeah, we know yeah. right now we have ultrasound-based stiffness measurement elastography, and we also have an MRI-based 
approach. Mm -hmm. And I think that what this can help us do is make a um, spatial map, mm -hmm. a spatial map of the liver. And you can imagine instead of just getting one signal that somebody's liver is stiff or not, you're right. going to find out throughout that entire map uh, where is it more or less stiff? And you can imagine that early in liver injury, maybe that will have a lot of implications to understand what mm -hmm. portions of the liver or what regions of a lobule, uh, what regions of a, um, anatomic, um, at an anatomic level are having more injury or less injury. And that really takes us eventually, I hope, to a vision where we're able to monitor at a cell level mm -hmm. and to mm -hmm. biomonitor cells within the liver. Sounds like a great roadmap. So. You got a lot, you got your work cut out for you, Ennis. So let's shift gears a little bit then and talk about the two of you as scientists and authors and how you got to where you're at. How did you get into research? We'll start with you again, Ennis. How, how did you get into research and what drives your interest in the liver? So my story, yeah, um, it's a bit long. I'm uh, originally from Albania, which is in Europe. Uh, I went to France to do my uh, all my university studies. Mm -hmm. I ended up having a PhD in uh, cell and molecular biology in Paris. And then um, I had that PhD actually in skeletal muscle parasites. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't want to continue studying skeletal muscle, even though now I think I regret it a little bit. <laughs> but uh, because it's... Um, it's a nice organ, but I wanted to do something a little bit more. I thought at that uh, at that level, a little bit more important. So I checked on Google who learned uh, who who was studying parasites in general, mm -hmm. and one of the four labs that came uh, in the first page of Google, well, was uh, Vijay's lab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I contacted him. We had a phone call, and then two or three months later, I was in his lab starting my postdoc in the liver. Mm -hmm. liver parasites, which right, are right. hepatic stellate cells. Mm -hmm. And this is how it all started for me. And then during the road, I got uh, some publications and uh, a few little grants, a career development grant. And uh, now I am very happy to be a, a young faculty here at uh, Mayo Clinic. And thanks also to my mentor, <laughs> who is here with us, right, by the way. Right. Well, that's a terrific story. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun that you were able to take to, you know, you, re you recognize that you had, at the moment at least, lost your interest in a career in the skeletal muscle world, but uh, you were able to turn some of what you were working on and really take a turn into the liver. That's, that's terrific. How, how about you, Vijay? What's your story? Well, I'd like to start with something about, you know, maybe a spaceship that brought me to Earth. But uh... <laughs> Hey, we're happy with science fiction on yeah. the podcast. Not so much in the pages of the journal, but on the podcast, it's fine. <laughs> I, I think that sometimes your story of what brings you somewhere is uh, representative of your values mm -hmm. and, and what you think is important. And for me, it w there were a few things that were important as I was very nascent uh, in my training and my life. Um, I think one was trying to be with the people who are the best in, in what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That was important mm -hmm. to me. And so I always strive to be educated with, with experts. And I, I'll say another value is education in general. It mm -hmm. always was important to me to, to, to get uh, as much education as I could. And, um, and I think trying to help people. Mm -hmm. um, so those mm -hmm. were some of my values. I think that, that uh, espoused what I did. 
And so uh, I got involved in research very early in my mm -hmm. medical training, even in medical school at Northwestern University. Mm -hmm. um, it was a combined uh, undergrad medical school training, which gave me also opportunities for research. And a lot of freedom these, to explore in that kind of a setting. Yeah, yeah. first it was yeah. in the esophagus, actually, Mark. And ah. then, um, <laughs> you know, after a while, then I realized that all organs ultimately end up in the liver through the biliary tract. <laughs> so, so then I figured I may as well just go to the source organ. So, then so I in an enormous the act of field betrayal, you move from the <laughs> esophagus to the liver. Understood. So Peter Carillis was actually my first mentor at Northwestern. Mm -hmm. And then Andy Bly. And then along that same tradition, Andy Bly's mentor was Roberto Grossman at Yale. So then mm -hmm. I did further training there. And there, the opportunity presented itself for a co-mentorship arrangement with a basic scientist named mm -hmm. Bill Sessa. And that was the time, like right now, we're talking about bioinformatics and sequencing, which are powerful technologies. Back then, the powerful technologies were cell and molecular biology, which were just right. floating. And right. so that's what I, I learned. And that allowed me to come into liver disease, especially portal hypertension, mm -hmm. with a lens of a vascular biology lens. Right. And, and then from there, I've come to Mayo, and I've been at Mayo for you know 22 years. And I focus here mostly to try to, to uh, give back the same way my mentors gave to me and help me grow and learn and to try to help human health and disease. I, uh, one of the things I enjoy the most is training uh, bright young people like Ennis. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah, it's like we always have to keep an eye on the future, right? And the, the young investigators are the future. We're not going to solve everything in our careers. Uh, but they'll they'll move the needle way forward beyond what we can do. Fantastic. So you've been at, in, in Rochester for quite some time, VJ, and Ennis for not as long, but for a while. Visitors to Rochester, someone who comes to the Mayo to visit or just decides for whatever reason to go into the middle of Minnesota, what what's cool in Rochester to do? Well, we have a spam factory. What? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up eating fried spam on cookouts yeah. when I was yeah. a kid. Well, so then, then you can come. <laughs> is, is, so that's Hormel. Are they, are they a Minnesota company? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I'll, I'll get you a can. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for VJ's suggestion is visit the spam factory. There's a museum too. Yeah. Sa save us, Ennis. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Johann Miro uh, paintings, uh, sculptures of Rodin, or mm -hmm. other Andy Warhol uh, <laughs> photography? So how about this? We have all these at Mayo, inside Mayo building. Interesting. Original so, pieces. It's a clinic <laughs> and an art gallery. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's, that's great. That's terrific. And that, that's, I mean, that actually is something that sets the place apart, right? Because, I mean, you know, there's fantastic cutting-edge care there and research. But so many universities and hospitals have what could be politely described as hotel room chic art hanging up in the walls. And, and y'all actually have serious pieces of art. I didn't actually know that. It's fantastic. Jamie, do you have any questions? I've, I've been monopolizing the discussion and you always have insightful things to ask. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I was wondering, uh, work-life balance is a big thing right now. Uh, what do you guys like to do when you're not in the lab? Um, I don't have any other choice than going back to my family. <laughs> and, are those, your, are those your kids on the wall behind you there? Exactly. Some, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, uh, Arthur and Luis. 
and uh, and yeah, and taking care of my husband too. <laughs> How about you, VJ? Oh, yeah. oh, I have. Um, I have. I, I I like to spend time with family too. I, mm-hmm. I get a lot of energy from my family. I have a dog as well. Mm-hmm. The um, chocolate lab. I uh, like to ski. Mm. Um, in the winter. And then and actually, I just got a cast off my thumb. I had a fractured thumb from skiing, but I'm better now. Um, I like to kayak when the weather's oh, cool. good. Sli- yeah. Slightly yeah. slightly less dangerous, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I like to travel, although I think the last two, three years I've traveled much less, but I'm still uh, you know, thriving and, and doing fine. Because uh, I think now with the metaverse, we won't need to actually go anywhere. We just, you know. <laughs> oh, no, no, that, no. Want. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we, <laughs> travel is still fun and important. Now, Mark, now just jog some memories. I remember where we met. We met mm. in the bar at the AGA. And we had <laughs> a bunch of old fashions together. Okay. Okay. That yeah. sounds, that actually, that sounds right. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that memory is slowly trickling back in. <laughs> Good times. Good times. All right. Well, I know we're getting close to VJ's um, endpoint. So let's uh, let's do uh, as they like to do on NPR quiz shows, the lightning fill in the blank round. So we'll start with you, Ennis. Blank is a laboratory technique that is widely thought to be extraordinarily difficult, but is actually quite easy. Uh, Western blot. Ooh, oh, you're killing me here. <laughs> Good answer. I'll give, you, I'll give you my thought. I think yeah. Working with your colleagues. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's technique. actually. Yeah, uh, it, it can be. Sometimes it's a very carefully designed technique. <laughs> okay, and then VJ blank is the best comfort food after a uh, a, a failed grant application. Um, I'd say Southern Comfort, or since it's a comfort food, but I should I should probably pick a better bourbon than that. Uh, but I say bourbon, uh, old fashioned, is a good comfort food. Um, yeah, whether things are good or bad, it mm-hmm. actually is quite helpful. <laughs> very good. Very good. And then I guess our last one for each of you, uh, we'll start with Ennis again. Uh, tell us one thing about you that people will find surprising. Smart. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> BJ. Um, uh, I think probably, uh, people who don't meet me might think I'm quite serious, but I think through this podcast, you realize that um, I'm not very serious at all. <laughs> or, or you have a good balance of serious and fun, I think is the way to look at it. Good, thank you. So, outstanding. Uh, great. So thank you. This has been fun for me. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know it's a little weird and awkward doing this over Zoom, but uh, uh, you guys have been great guests. Is there anything else you want to say to the podcast audience? Anything? Read the paper. <laughs> and please cite it. Read the pa- yes, I second that. Read yeah. the paper and cite the paper. Thank you. That's outstanding. Great. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on uh, Got Guts. Jamie, do you have anything to add? It was nice to meet you guys. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. What a fun job you guys have. How do I, how do I do that? <laughs> Terrific. Okay. okay bye bye. All right. See you later. Yes. Thanks thank very you. much. Thank you, Ennis. Thank you, Vijay. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the American Journal of Physiology, Gastrointestinal, and Liver Physiology, and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the AJP GI and Liver Physiology's homepage.